1: board we're excited to be here with evangelist pat roach here on wednesday october 25th 2023 brother pat welcome back my friend well i thank you brother shannon it's so good to be
0: aboard once again Uh, we've been away for about a month but we thank god that we're here today to bring forth the word of god because it's the word of god that's the most powerful tool on the face of the earth it's the word of god that sets the captive free it's the word of god that heals the sick and binds
1: up the broken heart and we're just glad to be aboard this morning Amen to that, my friend. Would you like to open us up in prayer? And then the microphone is yours. I'd be happy to. I thank God
0: for this day. It's the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you for this opportunity to come across the face of the earth, O God, whether we're listeners in Africa, Asia, in uh, in, in, in Europe, in, in South America, in Hawaii, wherever people might be listening today and throughout the coming weeks with this, this message, we ask, O God, for the anointing of God to be upon it. Because without the anointing, nothing of any substance is going to take place. But with the anointing, with the anointing of God, yet bondages will be broken, captives will be set free by the power of the Holy Ghost from heaven. I thank you for this opportunity you've given me today to share the word of God, open up the hearts of the people, open up my heart to deliver what thus saith the Lord. Help me get out of the way today, O Lord, that the Holy Ghost might flow through me and be a blessing to everybody out there in internet land. I thank you that it's not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. We commit this hour into your hands as a living sacrifice for your will to be done, O God. We thank you right now for Calvary's cross we thank you much for what you did there 2,000 years ago that we might have the opportunity that eternal life we give you praise today honor and glory in Jesus name we pray and the people of God said amen and amen amen
1: praise God my friend take it away
0: I thank you. I thank you, Brother Shannon. Hallelujah. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it, singing this is the day, this is... The day that the Lord has made. Jesus is the way, Jesus is the way that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. Jesus is the way that the Lord has made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm singing Jesus. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way that the Lord has made. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And be glad in it. Jesus is the way that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. And be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. If you believe that with me this morning, why don't you just lift those holy hands up? and ask God for a holy touch from on high as we commit this short time into his precious hands come breathe upon me breath of God breathe upon me sweet spirit of the Lord as I lift my hands in surrender to your name most high I'm yielding to your spirit, I'm walking in your love. Jesus, I adore. Jesus, I adore. Tell him, Jesus, I adore your holy name. Breathe upon me, breath of God. Breathe upon me, sweet spirit. Spirit of the Lord as I lift my hands in surrender to your name most high I'm yielding to your spirit I'm walking in your love Jesus I adore tell him Jesus I adore singing Jesus Jesus, I adore your holy name and let your glory fill this house. Let your praises fill my heart. Let each vessel offer up to you the sacrifice of praise. You alone are holy. you alone are worthy. You deserve the glory. Jesus, you alone. You alone are holy. You alone you're worthy. You deserve all the glory. Jesus, you alone. You alone are holy, tell him You alone, you're worthy, you're so worthy, you deserve all the glory, Jesus, you alone. You alone, you're holy, you're so holy, you alone, you are worthy, you are so worthy, you deserve all the glory, Jesus, you alone. Tell him, Jesus, you alone. Once again, Jesus, you alone. Oh, praise the name of our holy God. I feel the presence of God in my room right now. And I believe that presence is throughout the whole face of the earth this very moment. Because God is God all by himself. And he loves you out there in internet land with an unconditional love. If you were the only person on the face of the earth, Jesus Christ would have shed his precious blood for you. He's the savior of the world. He takes us out of the miry clay and brings us into his marvelous light. We were sinners and we needed somebody to take our sin, hallelujah, to, to, to the cross. that we And he became the perfect spotless lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. The day you the na- day you named Jesus Christ as your Savior, you became washed and whole in the presence of a holy God. He washed you with his blood. The spotless Lamb of God shed his blood that you and I might have the right to eternal life. It's a beautiful thing. The Bible says while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see, there had to be a penalty, a sin. There had to be a payment for the sin of the world. You couldn't pay it. I couldn't pay it. We don't have the power to do it. But there was one who could. His name is Jesus. Because he was without sin. He walked the face of the earth for 33 years without any spot or wrinkle. So he was able to go to that cross without any sin. He took upon him, himself the sin of all mankind, past, present, and future, And he laid on that cross and he shed his precious blood, the the, the spotless blood of the Lamb, that taketh away the sin of the world. So when you name Christ as your Lord and Savior, your sin is washed away. You're made whole in Christ. You're made complete in Christ. Whatever you did in the past is forgiven. And if you mess up even in the future as you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you your sin and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. That's the beauty thing of the, of the of the of the blood of Jesus. It's everlasting and it never ends. I heard a, a songwriter said, uh, "One drop of this blood bought me a million years." Think about that. You see, there's no time in eternity, uh, child of God. Eternity is forever and ever and ever. And the day you're born, you're going to spend you're going to spend eternity alive. Either you're going to spend it in the presence of God or you're going to spend it separated from God. That's forever and ever and ever. And there's no time again in eternity. As soon as we go out into eternity, time is, 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 is no longer there. There's no more minute, hour, month, day, year. No, it's forever and ever and ever. That's why the songwriter said, one drop of his blood bought me a million years. Try to get that into your spirit today to think about what eternity is. It's forever. That's why the message of the cross is so important. Because their souls are dying every day. Souls are going out into eternity every day. And without Christ, without Christ as the rock of their salvation, they're going to be separated from God forever and ever and ever. Call it hell, call it whatever you want to call it. But it's a separation from a holy God. But once we name the name of Christ, once we ask him to become our Lord and our Savior, he comes in in the presence of the the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the same Spirit that breathed upon the earth six thousand years ago, when it was void and without any any uh, that, that it was, that he made he took nothing and made something out of it. It was chaotic, and he breathed upon the earth and made something out of nothing. God is doing the same thing in your life. Once you ask Him to come into your heart, He'll take your nothing and make something out of it. He took a sin center such as me thirty four years ago. Walking into a church lost and going to split hell wide open. But that very night, 34 years ago, July of 89, I got on my knees and confessed Christ as my Savior. I asked him to save my soul. I asked him to forgive me my sin. And that very day, 1989, July, 34 years ago, I received the presence of the Holy Ghost in my life. I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. He made me a complete human being. And he not only promised me eternal life, he promised me abundant life right here on earth. Even though I've made some mistakes along the way, and i got news for you, once you get saved, you'll still mess up at times. But thank God for the blood, because when we run to the cross, we're immediately forgiven of anything we've ever done, as long as we repent of it and ask God to help us change our ways. The beauty part about Calvary's cross is all the sin of the world was forgiven. It was taken there by the only one who could, who, who, could, who could take it was Jesus. Because he's the only one that lived a spotless life. He who was out sin took our sin. And he laid there on that tree and shed his precious blood. He said, it's within my power to call legions of angels down to take me off of this cross. However, not my will, but thine be done. And he paid the price that you couldn't pay or I couldn't pay. He laid on that cross to give you and I the opportunity to have eternal life. And millions upon millions have received that blessing in the last 2,000 years. They're hallelujah. They're in heaven rejoicing in the presence of a holy God. They're there right now worshiping and glorifying God forever and ever and ever with no sickness, no pain, no more sorrow. All because the price was paid. All because the Savior of the world took your sin and mine and said, it is finished. He did it all. There's nothing you you and I can do but receive it. We receive it by faith. That's the way we receive it. Uh, Thomas said, I'll, re- I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, he wanted to see the nail prints in his hands. But Jesus rebuked him and said, Thomas, blessed are those who don't see and believe. Who's he talking about there? I'm talking about you and me. Two thousand years later, I don't see the nail prints in his hand, but I believe the nail prints in his hand. I believe that he shed his precious blood. I believe that he went to the cross. God Almighty, His only begotten Son, the Son of the living God, laid on that tree for a sin-sick sinner such as me because He knew in July of 89 I'd be in need of His mercy and His grace. I'd look up, look up and there He was waiting with open arms Said that Now it's time, my son. You lived a life of misery. You lived a life of pain and, 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 and debauchery. But now's the time to receive the blessing that I only could provide you. And how do you receive it? You receive it by faith. You receive it by believing. The Bible says if you can believe all things are possible to them that believeth. Well, I believed that night in 1989, and for 34 years I've been walking with Jesus. I've been hallelujah. I knew that I was not, not in this battle alone. I knew that he was watching over me, even though at times I made mistakes. But when I made those mistakes, I knew the goodness and mercy were following me. Because the Bible says goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life. Even when I mess up, even when I make mistakes along the way, goodness and mercy are following me. Why? Because I serve a loving God. I serve a lot, God who knows I'm living in this suit of clay, this suit of flesh that's going to mess up at times. But thank God that the mercy of God is there. Thank God that the goodness of God, thank God that the grace of God is upon my life, that when I do make a mistake, I can run to Calvary. You can always run to Calvary, child of God. You can run to the cross and say, Lord God, forgive me from my unrighteous act. Forgive me from my sin, oh God. And you know what he does immediately? He He washes you by his blood. He washes you immediately makes you whole like it never even happened he says though your sin is scarlet i'll watch you white as snow he doesn't see your sin it's set in the, it, it, it's cast into the sea of forgetfulness forever forever and ever and ever god don't see it no more so when the devil attacks you with your sin you say yes it happened but i know one thing i'm forgiven for it hallelujah it's under the blood I'm forgiven by the precious blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Somebody ought to get a witness here this morning. I feel the presence of God in this house. The Lord gave me a scripture. By the way, the title of my message this morning, Brother Shannon, is God is our refuge. Look at a neighbor and say, God is our refuge. Amen. And I want to read the 121st Psalm as we have a prelude to the message here today. Uh, the, the Bible says in the 121st Division of Psalms, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help, your help, every believer on the face of the earth, help cometh from the Lord, which made the heaven and the earth. He'll not suffer your foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper, the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil, he shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. So who are you looking to today for your help? If it's anything but Jesus, you're in the wrong place, because your help in verse 2 said, cometh from the Lord. He made the heaven and the earth. Hallelujah. He's going to keep you. He doesn't sleep or slumber. He kept Israel. He's keeping Israel right now with all these trials going on in Israel. He's got his hand on that whole thing. He sees the end from the beginning. And we're going to see the salvation of the Lord in this situation. We're going to see it. Why? Because he loves the children of Israel. He loves Israel. And we got to continue to pray for Jerusalem. Come on now. Everybody praying, everybody praying, believing God that this situation will come to a glorious conclusion. The devil's coming in like a like a like a flood, but God God raises up a standard. I got news for you, the Israel Israel is God's chosen people to this day, and God's got His hand on the whole situation, even though at times it doesn't seem like it. But I got news for you today. He's watching it all. He's working everything out, even though there's been some reversals here, some terrible reversals. Ultimately, God will win, and Israel will win. Hallelujah. Because you're not going to beat God. You might think you're, being, you're fighting against flesh and blood. No, you're fighting against the God of Lord of lords and king of kings. And the Israelites are God's chosen people to this day. And we're going to see a mighty move of God take place. And we're going to see the victory take the place of defeat. In Jesus' mighty name. And continue to pray. Continue to pray. Pray those, pray those words back to God. It says pray for Jerusalem. And we're praying for all the people over in that area that are under attack right now. And we pray for all the leaders of Israel that they have the proper wisdom and get the help from our nation also. And we thank you right now. I don't know why this is coming up right now, but I'm believing God for a mighty, mighty victory over in the East In Jesus' mighty name. I'm looking, I'm not looking unto the hills, I'm looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of my faith. Amen? And that's where you ought to be looking to in your time of trouble. Why? Because God is your refuge. Say refuge. Amen? Deuteronomy 33 and 27 says, by the way, let me pray right now, Father, continue to bless this message, O God, as I bring it forth to the best of my ability. Help me get out of the way that the word of God might flow mightily into Internet land right now. And whoever out there listening might have a heart to receive it. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. God is our refuge. Deuteronomy 33 and 27 says, the eternal God is thy refuge. Psalm 46 and 1 says, God is our refuge and strength. What's the meaning of refuge? The meaning of refuge is uh, it's a powerful, powerful description here. It's hope, it's a safe habitation, it's a place, person, or thing to which we fly that we may be safe from danger, it's a place of security. In other words, when all hell is breaking loose in a person's life, he can run to God in his place of refuge. Where's your hope out there today, child of God? Is it in your pocketbook? Is it in how much money you've accumulated? Is it in your job? Is it in all the material things that you've uh, you've, uh, received during your, 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 your earthly walk? If it's in any of those things, it's in the wrong place. Because the Bible says the eternal God is my refuge. Riches and gold can flee away in a matter of moments. We can't depend upon how much we've accomplished here on earth. Because they, those, those things that are accomplished here on earth can be fleeting. It's the things of God that's going to hold you. That's why the Bible says, store up your treasures in heaven where the rust not nor become moth eaten. Our treasures are in heaven today. Because God is there and he's our refuge. I'm looking to Jesus today. I'm not looking at my possessions. I'm not looking at my bank account. I'm not looking at my stocks. I'm not looking at all the possessions that I've accumulated as my refuge. I'm looking unto the Lord because he's my refuge and strength. He's my hope. He's my safe habitation. Say habitation. He's, he's a place where I can fly to that I might be safe from danger. Many Christians today are in danger. They're in danger because the enemy comes in like a flood. He tries to attack the Christian to steal his belief in God. And when he tries to steal, he tries to, basically he tries to steal his strength. And when reversals come into a person's life, which they will, the person tends to lose his joy. I've been there, I know. And as I lost my joy, I lost my strength. I began to feel sorry for myself. I began to have a pity party. I began to wallow in the mire, and I saw no way out. But one day, God spoke to my heart as I was laying on a couch in total despair. He said, lift up those feeble hands. Lift up those hands, hallelujah, that are that are, that are brought down by the enemy, brought down by circumstances. Lift up those hands and begin to worship and glorify me. Begin to praise me, my son. I'm your refuge. I'm your hope. And as I began to do that, I felt the power of God come upon me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I saw all that pity party waste away. I saw all that fear and doubt waste away. Because I was putting my hope, I was putting my hope in the Holy One of Israel. I was putting my hope in the one who died for me. I was putting my hope in the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. I said, I can't do this on my own. Everything's falling apart in my life. But I know you're able, oh God. I know you've allowed this to take place in my life, even though I've made mistakes along the way, maybe to get me here. But even though the mistakes might have been mine, I know you're able to fix it, oh God. I know you're able to help me in my very present, your very present help in my time of trouble. You're my refuge and my strength. So I fly to the Lord. You can fly to the Lord and be safe from danger. It's a place of security. When all hell is breaking loose, and I got news for you, I've been there. I've been in situations where all hell was breaking loose in my life, amen? I can run to God. I can run to the Holy One of Israel. I can run to the the man who died for me and say, Lord, help me. Pastor Tate, Bishop Tate, many, many years ago. I only met him once or twice. I'll never forget. He said one of the most powerful prayers you could pray as a believer is, help, 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 Lord. And if that comes from your heart, if it truly comes from your heart, he hears that cry of help. It hasn't got to be some elongated prayer with these and thousands and thuses. It's just crying from your heart. Help, Lord Jesus. Help me. I can't do it alone. I'm incapable. And I got news for you today. You're not designed to do it alone, child of God. You're not created to do it alone. If you could do it alone, Jesus wouldn't have had to go to the cross. If you could have done it alone, he wouldn't have had to shed his precious blood to die for you. You could have done it on your own. I can make it on my own. I don't need the Lord. I'm strong in myself. Like the Pharisee. If you know the story of the Pharisee, I believe in Luke 18. He says, oh, I go to church every time the doors open. I give 10% of my money. I fast twice a week. He was telling all God all the good things he's done in his life. Sounded real good. But if you look at that story, you see that he'd never asked God for a thing. He didn't need Him. And you know what? Because he didn't ask for anything, he didn't get anything. He was full of pride. I can do it on my own. I don't need God. I'm following all the laws. I'm going to make it under my own power. But then next to him, next to him stood the sinner man, stood the publican. And all he could do was beat on his chest. And as he was beating on his chest, he said, Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. That's all he said. Have mercy upon me, a sinner. And when he said those words, that hit the heart of God. It was his heart speaking to God's heart. And he was truly blessed in that story. He was the one who was blessed because he realized his incapability. He realized he was nothing, he realized that he was a sinner in need of mercy, and he received the blessing of God upon his life. And the Pharisee went away without nothing. He went away in pride, he went away in self-righteousness, he thought he had it all, but in effect he had nothing. He had a religious spirit. He thought his religion could get, I got news for you today, religion ain't going to get you nowhere. Religion will get you a seat in the park on a rainy day. Religion comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Religion says you got to do all those things, but you get nothing. Calvary says, you done, 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 you do nothing and receive everything. Ha <laughs> ha I say religion says do, do, do. Calvary says, done, done, done. It's already finished. The work is complete. Jesus said it is finished How do I receive it? I receive it by faith Faith in the Holy One of Israel I receive in the work that he did at the cross Nothing that I could do lest I can boast I'm not going to boast in what I do Because I know I can't do anything without Christ on my side Without Christ I can't even be here speaking to you folks Out in internet land right now Except Christ be with me Except the Holy Ghost be with me Energizing me from on high In order to bring forth this message today Refuge it implies persons in distress. Sinners and godly themselves are oftentimes in great danger and distress. How many know, as you name the name of the Lord, even if you don't, even if you're not a believer, you're going to run into times of danger and distress. But we've got a refuge here. We've got a hope. We've got a safe habitation here. Amen? We've got a place where we can run to from danger. The word says, I'm in the world, I'm going to have dangers, I'm going to have tribulation, I'm going to have trial, yes, I'm sev- almost 74 years old in a couple of months, I've been through some stuff, before I got saved and after I got saved, I've been through some stuff, and I guarantee you out there in internet land, have been through some stuff too, but how many know today? October 25th, 2023, we're standing on the promises of God. We still got a sound mind. We still got a sound body. We're still glorifying him and waiting for that heavenly day when he said, Well done, good and faithful servant. Welcome into the house of the Lord. This is all temporary. When you put this up against eternity, child of God, this is just a little wisp of wind. You're only here for a short moment. When you put it against eternity, which is forever and ever and ever, we're here for a short, short period of time. I mean, it's fleeting. It's fleeting you're here one minute you're gone the next hallelujah yeah you, you're born and then all of a sudden you're 74 years old and you look back boy how quickly did it go by i get a little flash commercials of when i was seven or eight years old six seven years old going to the ball game with my father it was 65 years ago and i think about it and i think about the spot commercials that god gives me about my past Seventy four years later, I'm still standing. I'm still praising him. I'm still worshiping him because he loves me in spite of my trial, in spite of myself, in spite of the mistakes that I've made. And he loves you, child of God. He loves you with an unconditional love. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. You know what refuge does? It implies a person, place, or thing capable of relieving the distressed in their affliction. God is the only refuge who is fit and capable to relieve them that fly to him. He's the only one you can go to. You can go to a psychiatrist. You can go to a psychologist. You can take pills, and those pills are just temporary, rest, temporary respites from reality yeah you can numb yourself with pills you can numb yourself with alcohol you can numb yourself with drugs but those things are all temporary they don't last God is able to to, 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 to be, become a refuge amen when we fly to him don't fly to the drugs don't fly to the to, 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 to the booze, don't fly to the illicit sex don't fly, don't fly to those temporary heavens because they're poor and they're temporary. And they don't really give you anything except a, 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 a moment of pleasure, a, a, a sweet moment of pleasure, and then the payment, and then the payment. Sin carries with it a payment. The wages of sin is death. I know. Yes, yes. The sin that we commit, yes, it'll give us, a, give us a little bit of pleasure for a moment. And I've been there, and I know what it is. But how about the payment? You see, it always comes with a cost. And the devil says, now I've got you. Now I've got you, you've sinned, and now I've got you. The stain on your life. Now, hallelujah, I got you just where I want you. Sin, no, sin will take you further than you want to go. It'll cost you more than you want to spend. And it'll keep you there longer than you want to be there. I'm going to say that again. Sin will take you further than you want to go. It'll cost you more than you want to spend. And it'll keep you there longer than you want to be there. I tell you, sin is an awful thing. And sin, hallelujah, Just we see sin throughout the face of the earth. We see sin taking place over there in the Middle East, what they did to some of those people over there. I don't even want to talk about it today, but it's true. It's sin. It's the bitterness and anger and the hate that's in the world. And you know what the foundation of all sin is, child of God? It's pride. It's pride. Pride is the foundation of all sin. Me, 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 I, I, I. All the, uh, the 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 Middle Easterners, the Muslims, they want to. They think they're the, they they think they're God's chosen people. They think Ishmael was the was the chosen one. No, Ishmael was the child of the flesh, child of God. Ishmael was not the chosen one. Isaac was the chosen one. And this battle has been going on for six thousand years, six four thousand years, when Abraham had the two sons, the one of the flesh and the one of the spirit. The one of the flesh is I, is I, is Ishmael. And he's the one that is the foundation of all Muslims, and the one of the spirit is, Abraham, is, is Isaac. And we're all children of the Most High God. Isaac is our father. Even though we may not be of the Jewish lineage, we are born again Jews. And we, hallelujah, will win because Isaac will eventually win. He's the child of promise. But what caused this whole thing? Hate, bitterness. And it's been going on for 4,000 years, years. But as we run to Calvary, as we run to our place of refuge, amen, we can have victory in the place of defeat. We can look to Jesus, hallelujah, the author, the finisher of our faith, and say, Lord God, I can't do it, but I know you can and I know you will. He's Lord of lords and king of kings, Amen. This refuge that is to be used by Christians should be well known. If we are to have God as our refuge in our day of trouble, we should understand what a God he is. Hallelujah. Psalm 9 and 10 says, and they that know him will put their trust in him. Do you know him today? Do you know him as your Lord and Savior? I trust that you do, but if you don't, today is the day you can find him. Today he's just waiting with open arms, just like he was for me 34 years ago. How do they know? They that know Him will put their trust in Him. I put. I don't put my trust in man. I don't put my trust in circumstances. I don't put my trust in how much wealth I've, I've gained in my life. No, I put my trust because I know Him. I know I not only know him as my savior, but I know him as my provider, I know him as my healer, I know him as my deliverer, my very present help in the time of trouble. that's how I know him. That's why I can put my trust in him because I saw what he's done for me in the past, and if he did it for me in the past, he's going to do it for me again. I love that song. he'll do it again. Can you remember some of the things some of the that God has delivered you from? You might have gotten killed in a car crash. You came this close. I've been there too. Came very close to getting in car crashes. You might have gotten a sickness and God set you free and and delivered you and and, and healed you. How many times did you, hallelujah, that were in a precarious situation and God delivered you? Amen. Because you run to him. Hallelujah. You run to him in your time of trouble and you put your trust because you know him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's also necessary that a place of refuge be not far off when danger approaches. Psalm 114 and 11 says, God is near to all them to call upon him. (laughs) I love that today. God is near to them that call upon him. Are you calling upon God today? Are you lifting up your holy hands and saying, Lord God, I need your help? Every day we got to call upon God because we don't know what the rest of the day is going to bring forth. The rest of the day, we don't know what's going to show up, but God does because he knows the end from the beginning. He knows the pitfalls and the pratfalls that are going to come into your life today, next week, next month. Amen? But as I worship him, as I glorify him, hallelujah, as I call upon him, he's near to me. How many know today he's near to you? He's so near to you that he dwells right inside you. You're a temple of God's Holy Spirit. The day day you named Christ as your Lord and Savior, you became a temple of the Spirit of God. So the very creator of the universe lives inside of you, born again believer. Trust him that he's there for you in your time of trouble. Trust him that he's there for you when you call upon him and say he's near to me as I call upon him. A refuge ought to be of sufficient strength to save or secure from the power or rage of our greatest enemies. Oh, my God. How many know you got enemies out there? The greatest enemy of all is Satan. But what does he use? He uses people as his tools. What's ever happening over in the Middle East is being used by people. But ultimately, it's Satan causing all that havoc over there. And when havoc comes into your life, it's Satan that comes in there. But nothing will come into your life or my life except God allows it to happen. And we don't understand sometimes why things are taking place in our life. But I can always stand today on Romans 8 and 28 because Romans 8 and 28 is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. It says, all things, say all things, all things are working together for my good to them that love the Lord, to them that are called according to his purpose. Say his purpose. Amen. Amen. So whatever coming into my life or your life today, we can be rest assured to say that God is allowing it to take place because he loves us unconditionally and he wants to build our faith up. He wants to strengthen our faith up. He wants to bring us to that place of total dependence upon him. Who are you dependent upon today, child of God? Where's your dependence? Is it it in riches and land? The Bible says, what profit a man if he gains the whole world yet loses his soul? Think about that for a moment. Rich, rich people, how they've got everything money can buy, but they gotta die just like you and I. I don't care how wealthy you are. I don't care how rich you are. You still gotta die. I heard a preacher say you can't stay here. You might have everything. You might have the big homes and all the luxuries of life, and you go to Florida in the winter, and you go to Monte Carlo, and you go to all the places of of, of joy and the party spirit, and you come to here at Saratoga in the summertime. But what do you have without Jesus? You've got a fleeting life that you may have had some good times and you may have enjoyed some illicit things, but in the end, where do you stand with God? Where do you stand with this Holy One of Israel who sent his only begotten Son, that whoever believes on him shall not perish yet have everlasting life? Where do you stand today, child out there? Do you stand? Are you in right standing with God? Do you have that blessed assurance that if you were to die today, you'd spend eternity with him? I trust that you do. But if you don't, today is the day of salvation. Today could be the greatest day of your life as you receive it, as as he becomes your refuge. He becomes your refuge, your strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Hebrews 7 and 25, wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost. They come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. How many know you got an intercessor today as a child of God? Jesus Christ is at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and I today. He's the great intercessor. Hallelujah. He's the one that knows what we need, and as we call on him, he intercedes for us. Hallelujah. He said, Father, so-and-so needs this. Brother Pat needs this today. Brother Pat just cried out to me for help. Let's bless him today. Let's bless him with a touch from on high. Let's bless him. With the desires of his heart. Let's, Let's bless him with the things that he needs in order to fulfill destiny. That's the type of God we serve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A refuge secures against a multitude of enemies. When Israel was against seven enemies in Canaan, God told them in Deuteronomy 33 and 27, The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. He shall thrust out the enemy from before you, and shall say, Destroy them. If he did it for them 3,000 years ago, won't he do it for you and me? Hallelujah. They were in Canaan. They were up against enemies on the left, right. Hallelujah. But God says, I'm going to take them out. I'm going to take each and every one of them out. He did it, and he did it for them, and he'll do it for you because he's not a respecter of persons. Remember one thing. God is on the throne. How Nothing can come into your life except God allows it. And when he says enough is enough, enough is enough, he comes to defend his children. He's going to defend Israel. You watch what happens here. He's going to defend Israel because they're God's chosen people. And they're going to look up and they're going to see Jesus Christ as Lord of Lords and King of Kings. They're going to see him how, as God Almighty because that's what he is. He's God all by himself. Jesus Christ, part of the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Three units functioning as one. Hallelujah. Somebody got to believe that out there today. Hallelujah to Jesus. He's, uh, he's, our, uh, he's our eternal strength. He's our, he's our eternal God. He's our refuge and underneath uh, the everlasting arms. He's holding you up, child of God. He's holding you up in your time of trouble. The refuge secures the wrath of a king. God saves his people from the ruler of this world, the devil, the king of darkness who goes up and down like a roaring lion, seeking whom he find. I may mean, know today that the devil wants to take you out devil don't like it when you get saved he don't like it when your sins are washed away he don't like it when you begin to praise god and worship god he hates that his job is to take you out his job when trial comes into your life so god isn't enough why did you why did this happen to you why did you get this sickness why did you get this reversal your god doesn't love you when he tries to put doubt and fear into your life amen but doubt and fear must go when you name the jesus christ as your refuge when you run to him in your place or place of trial or tribulation when you call on the Holy One of Israel. Israel as the one and only help. Hallelujah. Remember one thing. I'm going to look unto the hills. No, I'm not looking unto the hills. I'm looking to the Lord of lords and king of kings. I'm looking to the lion of the tribe of Judah. I'm looking to the king of heaven, redeemer of the world. I'm looking to the one who died for me today. Jesus, 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 Jesus. The devil wants to kill, steal, and destroy. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You can trust the man who died for you. You can trust the the, the Christ of the world. You can trust the Savior of of your soul. He's going to see you through. And one day your prayer should be well done, good and faithful servant. Welcome into the house of the Lord, because that's what you hope God says to you. And I hope that God says that to me one day. Good and faithful servant, welcome into the house of the Lord. And finally, a refuge is good to quiet and fortify the mind when overwhelming circumstances arise in our lives. Psalm 4 and 6 says, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. Isn't that beautiful? I will both lay me down in peace, I put my head on the pillow, and sleep, for thou, O Lord, only makest me Dwell in safety. You can trust the man who died for you. And we close today with the 57th and one Psalm. Be merciful, be merciful to, unto me, O God. Be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. I will cry unto God most high, unto God that performeth all things for me. You can put your head on the pillow right now, child of God, when you go to bed this evening or whenever you go to bed. You can trust him, hallelujah, that he's a merciful God. He's one that you can trust, hallelujah. He's on high, and he performeth all things for me in a good manner. Whatever your need is today, trust him. Whatever your issue is today, trust him. Whatever your problems are today, trust him that he's able to do exceeding abundantly all, above all that you could ask or even think. He's a good God. He's a good father. And no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Trust the man who died for you. He's the only one you can truly trust today. Man will fail you. You'll fail yourself. But God will never fail you. Why? Because he loves you. My help, your help, cometh from the Lord. My help, your help, cometh from the Lord. I say it again. My help cometh from the Lord. Somebody get a witness to that this this evening or whenever you're listening to this message. Out there in the four corners of the earth, again, you might be listening from Africa. You might be listening from China. You might be listening from North Korea. You might be listening from Canada, South America, the four corners of the earth. Get a hold of this message today. God, my very present help in trouble. The eternal God is my refuge. He's my strength and my refuge. I run to him in the time of trouble. Are you in a trial this morning? Are you in a test right now? Are you believing God for some supernatural move upon your life? Trust him. Lift up your hands right now and say, Lord God, I know not what to do, but my eyes are upon you. I turn my life over to you and believe that you're going to work everything out according to your perfect plan. And he will, child of God, if you believe him. If you can believe, all things are possible if you can believe. All you've got to do is say, I trust you today. Paul, when he was on that boat in the boat on, in Acts twenty seven, the boat was falling apart from underneath him with over two hundred men on that boat. He said, I believe God. That's all he said. I believe God that it's gonna be done just as it was told unto me. Because he had gotten the word from the from the angel before that not one man was gonna die in that in that storm, that they were all gonna make it onto dry land, even though the boat was falling apart from underneath them in the storm, that they were in the darkness for fourteen days and fourteen nights. Without food or water for 14 days and 14 nights. And Paul got up on that boat, hallelujah, got up on the deck of that boat, 200 scared men. You can imagine they were cold and they were beaten by the winds and the storms. And he stood up there with a righteous hallelujah, a righteous powerful statement he says I believe God I believe God that it's going to be done just it was told unto me not one of us is going to perish we're all going to make it onto dry land hallelujah because I believe God and the God of the universe came down and those men some of them came across by pieces of wood they came across the pieces of lumber but they all made it to that dry land on the isle of Malita and you can be rest assured that if you're in a storm today all you got to do is believe God and you're gonna see the salvation of the Lord in your behalf. He's a good, holy God, and the same God that delivered Paul and those men on that boat two thousand years ago, as the storm, as the storm raged, hallelujah, will do the same for you because he loves you, child of God. I say he loves you. The mighty, holy one of Israel died for you. He loves you unconditionally. He's got a he's got a plan for you, and he's gonna work it out according to his perfect will. If all you gotta to do today is trust him. God, the eternal God, is your refuge. God is our refuge and strength. He's your hope. He's your safe habitation. He's the place you can fly to when you, and you where you will be made safe from danger. He's a place of security. In other words, when all hell is breaking loose in a person's life, you can run to God as your place of refuge. Father, I thank you for this blessed message today. I thank you that you delivered it according to your perfect will. Now touch the people out there in internet land. Let it go down from their head to their heart that they may see Jesus Christ high and lifted up no matter what they're going through today, that he is their refuge and strength in the time of trouble. We thank you right now for Calvary. We thank you right now for the cross, and we give you the praise, honor, and glory for what you're doing in our lives today and every day. And the people of God said amen and amen. I turned the message over to Brother Shannon, and we thank you for this opportunity, Brother Shannon, to bring forth what thus saith the Lord.
1: Amen. My brother, give the title out again for today's broadcast. God, Our Refuge. Fantastic. Um, my brother, also, give out your contact information. People like to reach you in your ministry. How can they do that?
0: Well, they can reach me through the, through email. My email is R-O-A-C-H-P-A-T RoachPat at msn.com that's r-o-a-c-h p-a-t at msn.com you can reach me there and hopefully we can uh, converse a little bit via the internet and see where God leads us but we thank you for the opportunity you've given us Brother Shannon to to share the word of God in these meetings
1: my friend the honor is mine thank you for coming on great word look at your schedule for November take any 9 a.m. if you want I'll wait to hear from you God bless
0: you. will do. God bless you, and God bless everyone. Amen and amen.
1: Folks, that was Evangelist Pat Roach. Well, we're doing a full marathon today. We're going to be back here at the top of the hour and uh, bring on Michael Cummins from UK. Then at 11 a.m. Eastern, Stan Johnson from the Prophecy Club, followed by Bill Sneblin with Accord.org at noon Eastern, And then tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, USA, uh, we're going to have E.R. Hotard. He'll be bringing some word, and we'll open up the phone lines for deliverance. Uh, Also, on Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, King Ran Ritchie, another Demon Hotline. We will not have one on Friday night this week. Brother Victor is uh, out, and uh, he should be back next week. Okay, let me uh, go ahead and... uh, save this. We're going to crank it right back up. So if you're on MixLR, get ready for a reboot.